this is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast. For our last episode of this year, today we have a special guest. We have Mr. George Kalea, who's going to talk to us about the ninth and 10th commandment. So George, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Oh, thank you very much, Pamela. First, it's a real pleasure for me to be here. So I am George Kalea from Malta. I am married and have two children. And during the years 1990 to 1996, I was a full-time missionary with the International Catholic Program for Evangelization, called the ICP, and have evangelized in various countries, such as Russia, Ghana, Poland, Germany, and Malta, amongst others. Now, since 1997, I have been an active member of the Focolar Movement in Malta, and in 19, and 2012, I embarked on a mission of evangelization through the use of various social media and of writing Christian books. And my first Christian book, Peace and Unity in Our Lives, Volume 1, was published in November 2014. And since then, I have published another 15 Christian books, focusing on various themes. Now, my Christian writings are also published in various other Christian social media, such as Lycos, which is a Maltese website, and catholic365.com. Now, I am also actively involved in spreading the good news through my blogs, websites, together with my own podcasts and videos. And at the moment, I have three online Christian courses, namely Living the Beatitudes in in Your Life, How to Heal Your Spiritual Wounds, and Getting to Know About Mary's Silence. And these are all available through Udemy. Also, I evangelize through my YouTube channel, where one can find my episodes of God Loves You, How to Live Your Life for Christ, and the 30-second clip. And now, it is a pleasure to be here with you. (laughs) So I actually found you on Catholic 365, and you wrote a blog post about, uh, you know, the the 10th commandment and greed. So first of all, um, you know, the 9th and the 10th commandment are related. So what is the 9th and the 10th commandment? Okay, thanks, Pamela. Well, First of all, I would like to briefly explain to the listeners that all the commandments are closely related to one another through love. We see that the first three commandments are based on the love of God above all else, and the next seven are based on the love of neighbor as self. So it is good to understand that whoever truly loves his neighbor also loves God. So basically, all the commandments are gathered in one word that is love. So going back to your question of what is the ninth and tenth commandment, let's start with the ninth. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Well, first, it is good to be explained that the ninth commandment applies also to women. That is, you shall not covet your neighbor's husband. Secondly, is to know the meaning of covet. And with a simple search on Google, mm-hmm. you find that it's a desire, a wish, want, crave, covet. That means to have a longing for, amongst others, longing for something. Now, coveting is a sin and is the beginning of every exterior sin that it brings with wit. 
that can lead to adultering or other sexual sins. Now, anyone who commits coveting is not loving God, because if you really love God, you cannot then covet your neighbor's wife or husband. So in the ninth commandment, what is important is to be pure in thought and not let willful impure takes over our thoughts and desires. Now, with regards to the 10th commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. Here we have a very similar explanation as the ninth commandment, but this time what is important is to respect the rights of others and not to have the desire to take or to keep or in the situation of damaging the property of others. Now, as human persons, through God's love, we have a right to own property, such as a house, a car, a laptop, etc. And here the sin of COVID can also be a reality, which amongst others leads to theft, greed, and graver sins. In fact, in, the, in an article called The Tenth Commandment Forbids Greed, which I published on Catholic365.com last year, I quoted from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2536, that the Tenth Commandment forbids greed and the desire to amass, gather, collect earthly goods without any limit. It forbids greeds arising from a passion for riches and their attendant power. It also forbids the desire to commit injustice by harming our neighbor in his temporal goods. So you see, the words you shall not covet means that we should banish our desires for whatever does not belong to us. Today, greed often takes the form of consumerism and overwork. We always want more money. We work more and more for, for more money. Mm. We want the best cars, better than the one of our neighbor. Mm. <laughs> we, are, we are never glad with what we have, but always we want more, mm. whatever the cost of our lives is. So, Pamela, you can see the ninth and tenth commandment is all about love. Mm. And without loving our neighbor, we can, we can end up doing disastrous acts of love, mm. which we know what the consequence is. So when I was reading up in the Ninth Commandment, so everywhere, I think even including the Catechism, the word concupiscence comes up. So what is this word and what is its effect? Yeah, so when we discuss concupiscence, the first thing that comes to our mind is that it is a sin. Mm. Well, it is true that concupiscence is one of the results of original sin. Mm. But here we need to explain, especially to the younger generation, that it is not sinful in itself to have a physical attraction to someone or mm. for a man of seeing a beautiful woman or for a woman of seeing a handsome man. Mm. What men and women need to be careful of is that the presence of concupiscence within us can incline us to make poor moral choices when faced with certain attractive options. Mm. Now, let's be honest, this happens to both men and women. Yeah. But what are our choices? So it depends on our choices. Are we controlling them or let the flesh take over our spirit, taking over our love to God and neighbor? And this is precisely what St. Paul ha had in mind about concupiscence. That is the flesh rebelling against the spirit. Mm. Now, the effects of concupiscence, if not controlled, is disastrous, in my opinion. 
Besides, it can lead to sin. It can lead to broken marriages or going through one relationship to another because of finding another attractive person with the, result, with the result of not being a stable person and unable to go into a healthy relationship. So basically that's what I think um, the effect of concupiscence is about. So what are the steps we can actually take to purify, you know, our heart and mind? Oh, this is a very common question which is asked. So for sure, prayer is always the answer. Mm. As through prayer, one can build a personal relationship with Jesus that results in the purification of the heart. Pamela, when one builds this relationship with Jesus and accept Jesus in one's life, the heart will be open for change. The heart becomes soft, and that is when Jesus will intervene through his love, grace, and comfort. And I'm saying this also through my experience. Mm. Now, in my book, The Beatitudes, the Blessings from the Sermon on the Mount, this is explained through the sixth beatitude, that is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You see, the beatitude shows us the depth of Jesus' love for us by being interested in our heart. Now, what is important for Jesus is not the many good things, good deeds that we do, but mm. he is interested in knowing that such good deeds are done with a pure, clean heart. So Jesus is interested in sinners being able to make it to the loving Father by acknowledging their mistakes, by asking forgiveness, and by changing their lives. And this is only possible if each sinner changes his life of sin that results in an unclean heart mm -hmm. and through the love of the Father be transformed to have a clean, pure heart that dissociates itself from sin. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus is very much interested in our heart, in having a pure heart, so that mankind does not fall into the trap of sin. And this particular beatitude gives the person hope to trust in him by letting go of sin and as a, as a result obtain a clean heart. Pamela, the, the reward for all those who are clean in heart and who renounce sin from their lives is to see God, to see God. And this is Jesus' ultimate love for, for us all, teaching us how to become a better person, to overcome sin and reap the rewards through a pure heart. When it comes to the Tenth Commandment now, how do we deal with this envy? Okay, and how do we identify this area of covetousness in our life? Because most people will say, well, it's natural to want to have a car. It's natural to want to have a house. And then they forget that maybe it's not natural to have three cars or it's not natural to have three houses. So how do you deal with this? Okay, envy and greed does, let's start from here. Envy and greed does not result in peace. In mm. envy and greed, there is no true love. Mm. For me, envy and greed are not part of the will of God in one's life. Mm. Now, to know and live the will of God is through a personal relationship with God. So basically, without a personal relationship with God, one cannot fully deal with envy. And mm. it would be even difficult to identify and they identify this area of covetousness in one's life. Mm. As without love, it is not possible. Mm. As I mentioned earlier, prayer is always the answer. 
both to deal with envy and to identify it. I am aware that non-spiritual persons will not relate to prayer to answer such a question mm. and would answer with different practices which are not Christian. Mm. Plus, as, as a Catholic, trying to live through the love of Jesus, prayer is always the foundation of my life, together with receiving the Eucharist. My experience is that through understanding and experiencing the love of the Father and to love your neighbor, your eyes and heart will open and through his grace, you will have the strength to deal with every with, with envy. And how do we identify this area of consciousness mm. in our life? And of course, a person's spiritual director, director yeah. always help to guide yeah. a person in this particular situation. So we, we also need to seek help, mm. especially from a spiritual director. Yeah. So at this point, how do we deal with social media? Because all of us are using social media. We're using it for evangelism. Um, how does social media play a role in wanting our neighbors' goods and gifts? And how do we deal with it? Or how do we know that, okay, this is going wrong. I should not be, you know, uh, using this uh, or I should not be involved in this if it's causing me to sin. Mm -hmm. This is a big issue as well, especially with, with Christians, because at times I notice that they are afraid of using social media. Yeah. But yes, of course, social media plays a big role in wanting our neighbors' goods and gifts, especially to those who are weak in their faith. Mm -hmm. But we are not to be afraid yeah. of social media. Social media is a very important tool to spread any news, to sell a product. And yes, through social media, we can easily um, fall into the trap of greed by wanting something more, even if it belongs to our neighbor or wanting to be better than others. I think it all depends on our choices of not letting social media affect us negatively. We have to continually train ourselves. Mm -hmm. start all over again and making the right choices in life of which social media is part of it all for example if i want to listen to a podcast that helps me spiritually to grow in my faith to seek jesus and to have this personal relationship with jesus i would consider listening to your podcast pamela mm -hmm. or something similar yeah but if i if i am not interested in my faith or do not have a strong faith and know the teachings of Jesus, I can easily drown myself in social media with the consequence of wanting our neighbors' goods and gifts. So we are not to let social media take control of our humanity, mm. heart and soul, with the consequence of wanting our neighbors' goods and gifts. Mm. But as Christians, we have to be strong and know how to use social media well. Mm. What about the envy of spiritual gifts? And we've seen this happen in ministry a lot of times, even with mature Christians, right? Um, people are in, involved in something, other people are in the spotlight, and we tend to want the spotlight as well. So what do we do about envy of spiritual gifts? Yes, this is also a common <laughs> uh, problem amongst Christians. I, I went through it as, as well in my, when I was younger. But I think whenever, whenever a person is in envy, or either of other person's spiritual mm. gifts, it is a sign that the person is not in peace with himself or herself mm. because of being jealous. Mm. If he's bitter or for not having such spiritual gifts, mm. 
which shows of not loving. At the end, you're yeah. not loving. Yeah. Now, the person who feels envy for other person's spiritual gifts is not loving God for the gift he gave to a particular person. Mm -hmm. And also when feeling envy for others' person's spiritual gifts, you are not loving the person with these gifts. No, it's like you want those gifts in instead of being um, of the other person. Mm. Now, we are to understand that God has given us unique gifts, yeah. which are to be used for his kingdom, according to the will of God for each person. So God gave me a will in my life, and I use my own spiritual gifts. And to you, Pamela, he gave you a, a will as well, and mm. different spiritual gifts. Now, yeah. it depends how we use them. Yeah. So a person who is in envy for other spiritual gifts has not understood what spiritual gifts are for. Mm. Or it is a sign that the person is passing through a spiritual battle mm. where greed creeps in, yeah. crops in and takes over. Mm. So I think we need to pray for such persons who mm. are in envy for others' spiritual mm. gifts and to encourage them to seek help. Mm. Besides of teaching them about what the spiritual gifts are about and how God presents them differently to each person. So I think if we fall in, in this thing of envy, of spiritual gifts of other persons, I think it shows that we need to grow, mm. to grow more in our spiritual lives Life, and yeah. we need help. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, so at the end, <coughs> let's say now you have identified that, yes, I have a problem with the ninth and the tenth commandment. How do I mm -hmm. make retribution for these sins? Okay, now the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 1022 teaches that each man receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death. Mm. At the very moment of his death, that's important to understand. In a particular judgment, judgment that refers his life to Christ, mm. either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification or Im immediately or immediate and everlasting damnation. Mm -hmm. condemnation to eternal punishment as a consequence of sin. Now, Pamela, whenever the moment of our death comes and each one of us receives his or her eternal retribution, depending on how we have lived in our lives, I think that it is very important until our death comes, we go to a priest to receive reconciliation mm -hmm. of our sins through confession that we ask for forgiveness by being sorry for having offended God mm. and not to repeat our sin. Mm. And during confession, this priest will give us the penance, which is part of our healing, besides of being a reparation for our sins. And at the end of confession, the priest speaks the words by which we are reconciled to God and are absolved from our sins. And at this moment, the grace and love of the Lord will fall upon us. And this is very wonderful. And what I encourage is that we go to confession um, frequently, not once a year or once, you know, <laughs> whenever we feel really down, weekly or at least monthly. Mm -hmm. Now, besides of going to confession, we are to seek to increase our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And above all, to love God and to love our neighbor. And you might ask, how can we do this in our daily lives? As already mentioned, we are to pray daily and frequently during each day. For example, when I wake up, 
I do the sign of the cross. Mm. No, yeah. I thank him at midday and in the evening. We are to find time in our hectic life to go to mass also during the week, besides on a Sunday, and preferably to go to mass, not online. I mean, <laughs> when we had the COVID, it was understood. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, in Malta, it's a reality that when it was during the, the COVID time, it was accepted online. Mm. But then there were a lot of people, they got used to it, the comfort mm. from the home, and they stopped going to mass, literally, physically at the church. Mm. So I encourage those who are listening, and maybe they are still in this habit to return to the church and listen to mm. mass there. Mm. It's very also important of reading um, of spiritual books and then attending some prayer group, which will also help. Now, there are different um, Christian groups all over, which you can be part of. Mm. And I think we are also to be there, there for our neighbor visiting mm. the sick, giving a word of advice for those who are spiritually weak. Mm. And basically, we are to be Jesus to others. Now, yeah. what I believe, the more we love our neighbor, the more we spend time loving our neighbor mm. through different acts of love, the less we can fall in sin. Yeah. Because love of neighbor, you know, it, it will decrease the opportunity decrease the opportunity of falling in sin. Mm. Um, now, Pamela, I would like to encourage each person listening to this particular podcast of yours, yeah. that in every present moment of our lives, we are to love our neighbor. Mm. As by loving our neighbor, we are loving Jesus. And as Catholics, this is our mission, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And let's remember what the Pope has been preaching to us. We are to reach out to the people at the peripheries mm. and to bring Jesus to them. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. I mean, this is great, great advice. Uh, I want to say, I want to say, yeah, I want to really say thank you for, for talking to us about this, you know, ninth and 10th commandment. And yes. uh, at such short notice at the end of the year during the holiday season. <laughs> so tell people where they can find you online and if they want to write to you or get in touch with you. Okay, first of all, my email address is peacethroughunity at gmail.com peace through unity at gmail.com. Now, I I have my books which are published um, on Amazon. So you can search for my name, George Kalea, Christian author. I have, I have around 15 books, mm -hmm. which they are e-books or um, paperback books. You can order them. I have my own website and um, George Kalea as a Christian author. That is, it will be more about my Christian books. Mm -hmm. But I have also videos and podcasts, you know. Yeah. And I also have my another website, which is called Peace and Unity in Our Lives. Mm. Peace and Unity in Our Lives. Because that was my first officially <laughs> um, website I made oh, okay. when I started this on evangelizing through social media. Mm -hmm. And I am also, um, I have three courses, as I mentioned before, on yeah. Udemy on the platform Udemy. I do my own podcast, very short podcast with short messages, um, two or three minutes long. Mm -hmm. they, are they are available on various platforms. Mm -hmm. And I also have my monthly newsletter. So for those who are interested to receive my monthly newsletter, there would be a, a reflection and also information about my books. 
you can receive them by email, by sending an email to me. And basically you can find me on Facebook. I'm there <laughs> nearly every day. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, if you go on Google and you search George Kalea, Christian Rotter, I'm sure there would be a lot of um, posts coming up where you can find okay. me. Okay, great. So thank you, George, for joining us in this podcast. I wish you a very blessed Christmas and a wonderful, happy 2023. Uh, thanks a lot, Pamela. And I also wish all the best to you and your family and also to all your listeners to your podcast. And I wish you all the best for the coming year. God bless you all. Mm-hmm.